Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is our fourth episode of the New Wrestling Alliance Streaming Business. And I just want to let you know that we have not been here for a while, but if you ever want to catch some of our shows, make sure you catch us on any of our local social medias. We are NWA at Twitter, or if you want to catch us on Instagram, we are New Wrestling Alliance. That is N-U, not N-E-W. Once again, it's your man, P1J Duff. And to my left, your right, it is the man known as Darius Zichi. How you doing, man? What's good, everybody? Welcome to the fourth episode of the podcast. And again, to my right, your left. But if you're listening to this, you don't even know. It is the man, the myth, the legend known as Amp. How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Fresh from a glorious vacation. Glorious! Glorious is the word, and we're going to get right into it, because we had an action-packed wrestling weekend. We, Of course, we had our on the independent scene, we had Evolve, we had the debut of Cody Rhodes, and we also had Ring of Honor. However, we also had what is the WrestleMania of the summer. We had SummerSlam, but, and we're going to go jump right into it. We had the main event, 15 years in the making. You had the Viper, Randy Orton, versus the Beast Incarnate. And then what you would we call and then what would we call it just I don't know how to necessarily describe this finish. Again, fifteen years in the making and some I would think it's something that I left to be desired. Tell me your thoughts on this right now, Ichi. I mean Fifteen years. I would have. Feel? Yeah, I, I would have to say for the fifteen years in the making that it did not live up to the potential. I I felt like it was it was a great match leading in, but that last part it seems like Brock kind of lost control of what was supposed to really be happening in the match. Am I the only one that saw that? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was a little difficult to watch. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but uh. At some point, it looked like Orton kind of lost consciousness. Either that or he's an amazing actor. And I would have to also say that, um, I mean, Brock is, you know, he's he's on he's on the edge with a lot of people as far as um, as far as like you know, with the doping is concerned, with uh, Nevada um, banning him statewide um, for his, uh, you know, for the doping that. Um, and being tested positive from his UFC from his UFC fight, so it's going to be pretty interesting to see how WWE plays into this. I mean, I'm not necessarily sure. I'm, it's I think this goes into the Brock Lesnar myth. I think that when you really have someone like Brock, who is a legitimate badass, you know, UFC World Heavyweight Champion, he comes in, he beats the shit out of whoever at the age of 38 at UFC. He, bring, he brings a sense of realism, and I think that he, one, is a safe enough worker that you really believe what he's doing. And you have someone like Orton, who, again, is a 12-time world champ who, who understands how to sell, who is, a, in his own right, an actor via WWE Studios. But still, this is still someone who knows how to sell moves, who still he made it believable because, in my mind, while Brock looked dominant, you, he was he was still able to get an RKO off, and you saw the damage. He was still able to get his signature moves off on Brock, and we were still able to. To me, you were still able to believe that he had a shot until that Brock snapped and and his and his mode went into UFC where he left him leaking. I'm not necessarily too big of a fan of the TKO, but I think that's just the general consensus. I know um, each of you was thinking about saying something. How are you feeling on it, on the matter? Yeah, I was. I was gonna say. I mean, especially with the TKO, it's like, what other choice do you have? You know, with with these two monsters meeting each other after 15 years, I honestly thought that Brock would win the match. I didn't necessarily think that it'd be you know a, a bloody mess, you know, in the ring and. Um, result will be a TKO, but like you said, Brock dominated. Randy Orton did get off of RKO. There was chemistry in that match, but at the end, it just felt like it just um, like just broke down. I uh, yeah, I like I feel that I feel that the it was very weak the ending that they went with. Like the match itself, I felt like it had so much potential and it was headed in the right direction, 
and then I feel like after the blood, it just kind of deflated, and you're just like, that's it. I mean, I get it, but I don't. It's To me, I think, and this is going to just blend into just um, our next topic, it just didn't really have the right match placement for me. I just didn't think that's how you would close off WrestleMania. I'm mean, not WrestleMania, but SummerSlam, the WrestleMania of the summer. You kind of want you want to send the the audience home with a reaction, good, bad, or indifferent. Not not even not indifferent, good or bad. There's nowhere you can go from here other than Brock being gone for some months, Orton being on the chase. But this doesn't. I guess is the safest way to protect Orton without him going over, without him um, jobbing to Brock clean. I'm still at a loss. I don't. I'm. I don't hate. I say. I'll say that to say that I don't hate the finish. I just don't like the finish for it to close the show. I felt like in the end, it's like we knew Brock was going to take out Randy Orton, but not like this, you know? Yeah, and, that, and you know, that's where, again, the match play, to me, the match placement and things, I understand you want this sense of realism, but now it's getting to a point that, and, and kudos to Chris Jericho, honestly, because, like I said, I didn't dislike the finish, but... You're getting, but you're 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 a UFC former UFC World Heavyweight Champion. You give Orton, who who claims that he expect he went in he expected that to happen, and knew that was going to happen. Which uh, hey, I guess kudos to Orton on that matter. But I'm not sure how you go into a match expecting to get a Brock Lesnar forearm to and and getting ten stitches. But again, kudos to Orton on that matter. But and. Jericho took exception to that because the whole business is about protecting the person that you're working with. What I saw from Brock was not protecting. What I saw from Brock was Brock going into business for himself, trying to shove his sense of realism. That's that's what I'm thinking if I'm Chris Jericho, and he couldn't get a straight answer. But somehow... Brock and Brock and Brock and Jericho have an altercation, go back and forth, and from what's been said on the on the internet, Jericho actually was getting the best of him, but until Brock realized that he was Brock and said, "Hey, are you going? Uh, either you're going to hit me or you're going to kiss me." I know you had a, had a, some feelings on the matter. <laughs> Tell us how you're feeling. I feel personally that Jericho was in the wrong on this one. Uh, Brock was out there doing a job. Orton was doing his job. I mean, we still really haven't heard from what. You know Orton's perspective on what happened, but it seems that even in the back room, everybody was confused about Jericho's uh, reaction to everything. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> I mean, I can understand where Jericho was coming from. He thought he was protecting, you know, a fellow worker, but I think he could have handled it in a better way. Even though Lesnar was the one golden them all. I mean. I understand where Jericho is coming from, especially this. All, number one, this all could have been solved if someone just gave Jericho a straight answer of how the finish was going to be. If he asked, "Was that how it's supposed to be?" and what, and uh, Michael Hayes looked at him like, "I don't know." Jericho, being a veteran, Brock being a part timer, as a veteran, if you don't know, and 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 as real as that looked, like I said, it made people feel uncomfortable. People actually wanted to blend in realism, and if it were scripted. And Jericho fell for the fell for the job just like everybody else. So I mean, I think that that's good. And on the same hand, I can't necessarily say Jericho is in the wrong because had Jericho not brought attention to it, do you really think that they would make it a storyline matter where he gets fined and those things? I think it's something that maybe could possibly lead to a Jericho Brock one-off match. Again, you know, Brock doesn't have that many matches, so. I guess I wouldn't mind seeing Jericho and Brock. Do you think this could lead to something? But, you know, that's a topic for another day. We had a whole four hours of WWE steroid slam. I don't know what to say other than that it was extremely disappointing. It was the, when you're, it, to me, uh, you have the Sunday and you're looking for the cherry on top, and the cherry went sour. SummerSlam to me was a total flop. Ichi, how do you feel on it? The only matches that I really care for at SummerSlam had to be AJ and Cena and Balor and Rollins. I'll start with AJ and Cena. What a match. 
phenomenal. Not just because it's AJ Styles, but Cena looked amazing in this in this match. And the reason why I'm the reason why I'm pinpointing on Cena right now is because everyone knows that you know those five moves of doom that that Cena would always do. But this he looked incredible in this match, and for the fact that he actually put AJ over clean was was wonderful. Also, I'd like to say. AJ was selling well. He reminded me of a young Bret Hart, the way that he was getting thrown into the turnbuckle and he grabs his neck because, you know, it's hurting so much from the power of Cena. He really put um, he really put the emphasis on that Cena was this, you know, mega power. And like I said, the match was the match was phenomenal. Anybody that 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 can't see the um you know the the athleticism and and everything in that match. I don't know what you're watching. I got a question for you before we even um, go to the next one or even get Imp's opinion. What do you think, Jordan? CM Punk Cena from Money in the Bank versus AJ Cena from this SummerSlam. I think those are two completely different matches. I think that a more comparable match would have been. Well, no shit. Well, no think, shit is two different think, matches. But I'm just I think, saying. I think. I think <laughs> I said no. I say that to say that, just like how CM Punk and Cena had their organic match at Money in the Bank, which was phenomenal, and just like the stars aligning, I think that that was the same thing with AJ and Cena at Money in the Bank as well before, before the finish with the with the club. I think that they both had their. I think they both had their one-off match, Cena versus Punk at SummerSlam, the same as AJ versus Punk at SummerSlam. If I'm comparing those two matches. I'm going all the way with I'm definitely going all the way with AJ over Cena, but I can't compare a once in a lifetime money in the bank CM Punk last few days in Chicago from Chicago. The environments just don't compare, but the match itself, again, AJ's phenomenal. Yeah, and plus, you know, I was at the CM Punk Cena match and I I'm that was by far one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. Um but I, but I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just, I was just in amazement at the chemistry that AJ and Cena um, were during SummerSlam, and I thought that it was, it was just a phenomenal match, like beginning to end. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think both matches themselves were probably just the best matches I ever seen. The only reason I give the AJ and Cena one the edge is because this is probably one of the only matches where I was like, oh, man, he actually beat him clean. And, like, John Cena himself <laughs> kind of looked, like, you know, defeated afterwards. With the CM Punk one, you know, I mean, I'm a Punk fan, so I went into the match saying, oh, Punk's going to win this. With the AJ match, I really didn't think he was going to win it. I was hoping he was going to win it, but I didn't think he was going to win it. Yeah, I'm 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 agreeing with you, Imp, only because I was like, man, Cena is not putting AJ over. I was like, you know, he's already he's already won at Money in the Bank, and then he's already, even though he, you know, even though he lost um, at at the last pay per view prior to SummerSlam, I was thinking like, no, Cena still is not going to put him over, but he put him over and he put him over clean, and I would say kudos to John Cena for that. Um, and and we, you can't deny that John Cena is becoming better and better as the years go on. I mean, it is what it is. I think that both matches were extremely well wrestled. I don't. I can't. I can't necessarily agree with you, Imp, that I went into Punk Cena thinking that Punk was going to win. I would. That I think that that might be the Chicago when you all thinking that, but. Even then, that's still like I, that's what I wanted to happen. I think that was the same anticipation that I had for AJ. It was just great to see, and honestly, it was great to see that AJ was put over clean without less of a screwy finish, no outsiders. Unlike the punks, unlike the Punk Cena match where Punk wears Vince came out there. If you're talking about Russell, if you're talking about Money in the Bank, or if you're talking about SummerSlam when Triple H wanted to um, stick his nose in it and had to and happened to um, miss the count. Which of course was scripted, but it is. But I think I will give AJ Styles and John Cena match of the night. Match of the night, if you ask me. Let's move. I would say to um, to Rollins and um, and Finn Balor. 
where uh, I was excited. I was excited for the match. Um, Rollins is is one of one of my my favorite new school wrestlers, not only in the ring but also on the mic. I I really wanted Rollins to win. I I didn't necessarily see why they would put the belt on on Finn Balor. Um, him you know just coming so soon and you know um, everything like that. Even though I I feel like he deserves it, yes, but. Um, as far as like carrying the raw brand, I felt like Rollins was that guy. Um, now that injury, you know, that he suffered on the hands of Rollins, I would have to agree with Bret the Hitman Hart, where he says it's like, yo, you know, you got to be careful. Bret Hart has said over, you know, over even it's like one of his other catchphrases of the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever be. I never injured anyone in my 23 years of wrestling, and that is. Great, you know what I mean. And if you can live as a wrestler and not injure someone when you work just as well, great. How how can you how can you be wrong? So with that match, um, I I enjoyed the match, but yeah, you got to be careful, Seth. First, kudos to Balor for <laughs> putting his uh, dislocated shoulder back in and finishing the match. That in itself. Was just gives me gives him props in my opinion, and then the whole match was just an amazing match. Uh, I really hate that it was that drastic of an injury that he's going to be gone for so long. I mean injuries do happen, but I also do agree with what Brett said that Rollins does have to get safer. Like, I mean it's not that he's a sloppy wrestler. I don't think he's a sloppy wrestler at all actually. But the moves he does, there's just there's a high percentage chance that somebody is gonna land wrong, and I feel like he himself has to decide if that person can do it or not, if he's gonna even you know take that risk. Uh, that's, and this is I don't know. This is again. I think there are a few things that there, one. I think the crowd's overreacting. Seth is an amazing worker. I think none of us um, disagree with that, but. On the same hand, it's like the, the power bomb is not. This is something that he's been doing for ten years. It's nothing new. You have two thousand year old Sting who got hurt. Then you have Seth who. Then you have Seth who went and did another move to somebody to Finn. And was it his fault that Finn reached back like that? No, you. Those are some things that you can't predict. I think that the, again. I I think you have Finn who is. Happy to be in the main event. This is his uh, number one first pay-per-view, amped up inaugural Universal Championship, which was ugly as, as hell, by the way. But that's I'll talk about that later. And and it's very possible that adrenaline was flowing. He was amped up, and he and he caused the issue. He caused the injury. I don't think that there's anything that's wrong with what Seth does. Nor do I think that the power bomb is something that needs to be reevaluated. That's just to me. That's just a matter of, hey, look, these other guys, and I'm not, and trust me, I'm not giving Seth a, a pass. It didn't look sloppy. It was crisp. You just can't. You need to understand. You need to trust your worker just as much as just as much as you're supposed to. You need to trust me that I'm going to put you in the right position that you're going to be in. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like it, it looked, it looked great. Like when he threw him, and I was just like, yo, like his arm. <sighs> Kudos to that guy for like popping that shit back in, though. Yeah, like, I mean, but, like, how many people have to get broken before they stop using a move? Like, what's the magic number? 30. <laughs> I think the magic number needs to be anybody over 35. He's clearly, what, like, pushing, like, 41? Who, Sting? Ben. No, not Sting. <laughs> I was going to say, well, Sting? Sting? I was like, Sting's like 500. <laughs> 60, yeah. Motherfucker was at Woodstock. Yeah, but I don't think uh, Finn was injured because of his age, though. Finn got injured because he was scared. <laughs> he didn't want to take that bump. Scared of the greatness. But, I mean, like, oh, but here's, but again, and it just goes back to my overall theme because I do want to stay on topic with SummerSlam. This goes back to my theme of just the match placement just had a bad flow. Because, regardless, we didn't know that there was a bad power bomb. We didn't even know that Finn's shoulder was popped out of place. When we watched the match, we looked at it, and it took a slow-motion replay the next day for us to realize, oh, man, this actually was something serious. 
But this is my gripe with SummerSlam. You have your inaugural WWE Championship, and that could why why not let that close out the show? I understand trying to say oh Raw and SmackDown had the same participants to close out the show, but if you're gonna do that, damn it, have a finish. So you have no finish with Brock. You have a a superstar making moment with Finn Balor that people are sitting on their hands for essentially because they don't know what to expect and what's next. I'm not even sure but how to take that. But again, I think that there are, some, there are still some very well-wrestled matches. Let's talk about the women's division. Sasha, who I was extremely excited for the boss era, to go against Charlotte and Job to her cleanly. Ichi, I know you have very strong feelings about this. I'm going to give you an open mic right now. Tell us how you feel. They're, they're strong. They're medium strong. I, I would say, honestly, I like that Charlotte won. Dun, dun, dun. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with Sasha Banks, and I think that she deserved the world, the women's title. But I felt like either Triple H, Vince, they came to the agreement that she just wasn't as ready yet. You know what I'm saying? And Charlotte is you know, is that one that they wanted to see that could carry the title without her dad, without the help of um of Dana Brooks. So I felt like they had to put the title back on Charlotte. Once again, I'm not necessarily agreeing with it because Sasha equals bank. Sasha Banks is the truth. But I felt like they was like, you know what? Mm. We'll just give this one like another round go because for some reason I don't think that Sasha was like as ready. Am am I wrong? Is anybody else looking at it like that or I don't know. I don't I don't know why they just Well, first of all, does anybody know if the injury is legit or is this a work? Um well they're saying that is that Sasha's supposed to have is supposed to have was originally supposed to be out for one or two months. Now she's slated to be back within a month of the within a month after an MRI. So I do think that it is worth noting that that should that that belt needed to be taken off of Sasha if you're going to continue to push the women's division that the same way that they are. Yeah. So sadly, I'm going to have to uh, agree with Ichi there because I mean Vince himself has made it known that he doesn't think Sasha has what it takes to be a champion, and. I still feel she has what it takes. She just has a string of bad luck. But in Vince's eyes, I, I think this is maybe another uh, nail in a coffin. And hopefully... You can't even, I don't even think that it's a... I don't even think that... Number one, they put the belt on Sasha too quickly. I think they need to, need to have... And, that, and, that's, it. and that's it. And that's it. I think that they put it on her too quickly. You have to have somebody who uh, you have to have some have a story of people appreciating the chase, especially for a fan favorite. Sasha's popular as hell. Sasha's an awesome wrestler. Sasha's an awesome worker. Sasha knows the business, and she puts on phenomenal matches. Sasha is the shit. We get that. So is Charlotte, and Charlotte was having a dominant, dominant, dominant run. Sasha did not need the belts the first episode of Raw just to make a statement. She very well could have made a statement with her having a tie, having a title match on Raw, and Sasha getting a cheap finish, either a by victory or countouts. A bank statement. I mean, she is a a bank statement, right? Only on Dana Brooks. You still got. You have to. There has to be some level of chase. Yeah, like I feel like they should have saved this, like her win, for like SummerSlam or like you know some other big pay per view. Like I felt like. It was emotional when she did win, but I felt that it could have got a bigger reaction if she had gone through a little bit more struggle. Exactly. I I felt like it was it was definitely um it's definitely great to have Sasha Banks as champion. I mean, I think we all can agree that we all want Sasha Banks to be champion, but right now it looked like it was rushed. It looked like it was the same thing that they did to Ziggler where they gave him the bell, and then they just take it away. So with Sasha, and like I said, like Charlotte has to prove that she can work without Flair, without Dana Brooks, without people interfering to show that she is top heel. She is top woman in this new era of the women's division. 
Yeah, she's been putting on great matches. I think that she. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! I can definitely. She's been putting on like phenomenal matches. Just amazing. I wish that they could have let her actually have a 10, 11, 12 month reign rather than trying to hot shot it just for ratings. Exactly. But you did make mention of my next match that I wanted to get to. Dean and Dolph. I think that we were all equally skeptical that Dolph was not going to win, but hell of a wrestling match, but the fans tended to sit on their hands. What's your your feelings on this matter? I know that you were, um, you had some strong feelings about Dolph even being involved in the match in the first place. I like Dolph, don't get me wrong. I just find him extremely boring by himself. And just, like, I didn't even think he should have got past Bray. So I felt that the match should have been Bray, Dolph, and Dean. That would have made it interesting to me. I mean, don't get me wrong, they put on a great uh, match. I just never for, you know, maybe like maybe one second or two seconds, I was like, oh, he might win. But it was a very minute, like it was very quick, that thought that he might have a chance. But to me, it was just like, you know, a filler match. Like, Dean had to have a match, so they're like, here you go, here's Dolph, eat him up. I'm I'm in total agreement. I think that, um, yo, it's like, you know what, it's over for Ziggler. He's, I don't think he's going to get a run. If he does get a run, it's like for the, uh, for the IC belt or for one of the secondary belts. It's not that I feel like he'll be better off in a stable. I feel like he'll be better off, um, you know, as a heel. He'll be better off as a stable. He'll be better off just working with other people who can kind of be like his jabronis, who can kind of, you know, be be that one for him to kind of like rely on because evidently they are not fucking with Ziggler solo. It's it's just for some reason it's just it's the pill. The pill is not there as far as um I think the of course the fans love Ziggler because of the way that he puts his body on the line and the way that he, you know, gives off his um, his persona. But I don't think that it's working. I don't think that it's showing anything in return. Yeah, like in many ways he is he is the show-off, but, you know, sometimes you need more. And I don't think Ziggler can give more by himself. I don't think he has that. I don't think he has that oomph. He doesn't Dolph have that Ziggler oomph. Ziggler is the show-off. But unfortunately, when he's in the main event, you got to turn the show off. That's just how I look at it. But I don't, but the, and I think, again, match placement. That's another, that's a 9 o'clock, 9.15 match that well wrestled that if you catch the fans building up to the anticipation of the stronger matches, then you you get your real main event. I understand wanting to have the WWE World Heavyweight Championship as the cornerstone of your program, but... You had AJ Styles and Cena, which was well wrestled, could have closed the show. Then compared to Dean and Dolph, which I'll say it like this: I appreciated Apollo Cruz and The Miz more, but that goes. But that's another topic for another. That's another topic for later. I know that. I'll, we, I'll, I know that. I'll, I was gonna say. I'll even say this: We can even talk about Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is on the top of his game. He is carrying the SmackDown brand. He's the world champion. This was just like like M said, it's a filler match because you have Ziggler. Everyone knows. Everyone knows in the locker room. I saw like Bret Hart again. Everyone in that goddamn locker room knows. Everyone in that crowd knows. Everyone that's watching knows. Ziggler is not winning. Yes, we're cheering for him. We're going, yay, come on, Ziggler. But Ziggler, Ziggler is not getting the job done. Yeah, we appreciate. I understand. We appreciate the performer. We just don't. We are just not behind him in the push. And I don't want to keep too much time on SummerSlam because, unfortunately, that snooze fest doesn't deserve to be a part of the whole show. We have NXT Brooklyn, which I think blew SummerSlam out of the water. It felt like a main event. It looked like a main event downright to the entrances, which, again we can talk about was I will have to say that Bobby Roode Glorious is by far one of the best songs that I've ever heard in my life and everyone listening everyone listening to this podcast I want you to go on YouTube and I want you to listen to Bobby Roode's Glorious in the mornings in the afternoons and before you go to bed Doctor? Doctor 
what a great performance that all of these wrestlers performed at NXT. Yeah, in general, NXT was so much better than SummerSlam. It was it was sad that, you know, SummerSlam should have been like, it should have been the shit, but it wasn't. I mean, well, it was, but not in a good way. Like, for me, NXT has so many good things going for it. You had, you know, Bobby Roode's uh, entering debut. You had Nakamura and Joe. You had uh, Oscar, yeah, Oscar and Bailey. You even had you even had Austin Aries put on an awesome match, and then you had the return of Hideo Itami hitting the GTS. Always the great fans, to see that move. <laughs> the fans loved every bit of the show. It felt it felt authentic. It felt real. Down down to the entrances, you had a glorious entrance. You had Oscar, who just looked like a star, felt like a star, and dominated NXT's favorite woman, Bailey. And then, if you had not gotten a chance to see NXT Brooklyn, please go to the main event, watch Shinsuke Nakamura versus Joe. You don't have, even if you have to see the match, even if you don't want to see the match, you need to see Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance. Who knew that the Barclays Center could be set on fire by a violin? That to me was special. And shout out to the actual guy who um, who did the violin for uh, Nakamura. He's actually from Illinois. He's actually a friend of um, an associate I know. So that's kudos to kudos to that guy, Nakamura. Feels like a main event. Nakamura is a main event. Nakamura is a special attraction. There are few wrestlers, few individuals that command a crowd the way he does. From his entrance, which just was authentic, but I've never seen an entrance like that in the past five years. And for the match him and Joe put on, just a strong style match. And I'm still, and it's still so baffling to me. We just had a segment where we talked about. Rollins being unseat, but yet Shinsuke Nakamura, strong style. Him throwing a him throwing a reckless quote unquote need to Samoa Joe, and that's not getting played up for him throwing up the X and his nose being messed up. I understand. Well, I mean, to to be honest, to sorry to to cut you off, Jordan, but I mean to be honest, Joe has injured a lot of people. You know what I mean? So it's uh, I hate to say that, but it's just like you know we can't necessarily. Who was Joe injured? Who was Joe injured? Joe hurt. He broke. He he broke Tyson kid. Yeah, he broke Tyson's kid. He didn't. He did not break. Number one, he did not break Tyson because he doesn't have a kid, and and they already said that Tyson kid's neck his neck injury was a freak accident. Samoa Joe. By who? By Joe? That goes back to my point. Freak accident by Joe. Yeah, but it was go, a freak accident by Joe. Okay. It's not, no, it's not not a freak accident by Joe. Just a freak accident, period. And that goes back to my that goes back to me wrestling, talking about wrestling Joe. We don't say anything about Nakamura. We don't say anything about Joe. But yeah, we have this conversation, and your boy Bret Hart thinks that Seth Rollins is reckless for his move. No, he said the same that, thing about Joe. He mentioned Joe. He mentioned Joe when he when he um when he injured Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd was not injured due to the move. Red Hart. There was Red nothing Hart, that Tyson Kidd Joe or Samoa Joe could have done for Tyson Kidd to avoid his neck getting broke. Well, that might be true, but at the same time, like you said, it was a freak accident. If so, Tyson yeah. Kidd, if Tyson Kidd fell down the stairs and bro- and broke his neck, we'd be like, oh man, that was a freak accident. He was in putting the move. Joe broke him. That's it. I'm talking to blind Canadians. All right, so let's just get past NXT Brooklyn <laughs> and let's just and let's just go straight in and let's go let's go going. We've talked about an awesome wrestling weekend, and now the unfortunate the unfortunate fall off from Raw. We saw an incredible match between Rollins and Balor, and as you heard, Rollins and Balor had had a had a little hiccup where it was discovered that Balor was going to have to have shoulder surgery the night after he won the Universal Championship. How unfortunate is that for Raw? And you have to rewrite the script. I don't know where to go. Ichi, I know that you you were watching and you had some feelings, and, and the, the creative writer in you. You tell me, where does Raw go from here, and what do you think of this past episode? Um, unfortunately, um, as we covered in the beginning, is that Finn Balor is no longer the Universal Champion. He had to um, relinquish the belt. Um, I think that they can go in several directions. You can go with Seth Rollins, who, again, he is top heel. He is phenomenal on a mic. He'll be great as champion as long as he's just not injuring anyone. You also, I think you can also go with 
Um, you can also go with Roman. Roman has coming off of, um, I feel, a win from last Monday over Rusev. Um, the well, that was more of like a double disqualification or something like that at SummerSlam. I feel like um, you can you can go with you can go with you can go with either Rollins or you can go with um, Roman Reigns. Um, I don't see um, Cass winning the title. I honestly think that that would just be foolish to have him um, to put the title on him and have him you know carry the Raw brand. I want to say that you have to either go with either Seth Rollins or um, or Roman. Uh, the other person that's in it is who, Jordan? Kevin Owens, right? Kevin Owens. So really that's another one. And that's another one. I think that you can, if you go with Kevin Owens, it's, it's, it's just going to be great. I'm pro Kevin Owens if they put the title on him. But I just do not see – I don't see Triple H um, or Vince leaning towards that direction. I could be wrong, but I just don't see it. I see it as either with Rollins or uh, with Roman. I say that they should go with Seth or Kevin Owens. If they want good TV, they should go with Kevin Owens. He just he's, – he's gold on the mic. He's gold in the ring. I just – I feel that it's time for the strap. And he's gold on the commentary. Yeah, like I don't – I don't think there's anything bad I can say about Owens. Man, I disagree. I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I agree 110 percent. Owens and 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 rumor has it that's what the Balor program is going to go into. Balor and Owens is going to be the next up. Next up, you know they have history from NXT. Shout out to Triple H for the NXT brand now being the main roster. And I don't know. I'm. I think we're all in agreement. Kevin Owens is ready. And let's take it to SmackDown. I think SmackDown also. You had where where is SmackDown going from here? I I am I was very very intrigued with um, John Cena and AJ, and I feel that AJ is he's he's number one contender. He is number one contender for Dean Ambrose belt. The reason why is because he beat John Cena. I feel like that's the next that's the next um, program that they should be working towards is AJ yeah, versus are, Dean Yeah, Ambrose. that's the program that they are working towards. They just announced that they announced on Tuesday that AJ Styles was the number one contender. So we have, so we do have Dean versus AJ. However, yeah, we had a, we had a chance where Dolph would have had a, had an opportunity to make it a triple threat. Again, your boy Dolph is in back into the poll. Amp, what's your boy up to? Uh, what, other than losing? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> hey, we, sorry, Ziggler. And I trust me, we're rooting for you. One way or the other, if you can get the world championship, we're here. I just don't see it right now. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. But, How yeah, dare I, you? Jordan, I would have to agree with you. It's... It's to the point where, um, you know, if Ziggler, if you're going to put, put him in as a filler, you know, on the next pay-per-view, then, you know, that's fine. That's fine, but we're still going to have to see AJ versus Kevin Owens alone. I need to see that one-on-one match. I don't need Ziggler getting in the midst of it. You had your chance. You had your chances. It's over. Just move on. Let yeah. AJ cook. Yeah, I agree. Uh I'm thinking that AJ does take the title soon, um, and then from there they're probably going to go with maybe a AJ versus Randy Orton, or a, most likely AJ versus Randy Orton, or something like that. But they'll bring back John Cena. I think they'll save Cena for like you know maybe like a Mania or something like that. I don't think they're going to let him get. I don't think they're going to let him take that belt from AJ yet. I don't think Cena gets. I don't think Cena gets the belt until he turn until he gets a heel turn. But that's that's for future 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 episodes. I um I don't I don't want to just harp straight on the world title. I do think that we should talk about SmackDown introducing two more generic belts. We but it is much needed on the program. The WWE tag titles and a, a women's belt on SmackDown. I'm excited for it. I think it needs to happen. But I do have a question. Do you think that SmackDown has the horses to carry 
both to carry all of these match to carry all of these belts on just a two-hour program. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be. Oh, go ahead, Em. I believe they do. I mean, they actually do have a full roster that can um, keep it up. I mean, with the women, you have Becky, you have Naomi, uh, you have. I mean, Natty's never gonna win. I hope she wins, but she'll never win. You have Natty. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of, and then you know they're always gonna keep calling people up. So I don't think you have any worries in the women's division. And then, this, and I feel like the tag division is actually oversaturated. So like, I feel that no matter what, you'll be able to fill it in. I just don't know how they're gonna jam pack all that into just two hours. For the women's division on SmackDown, I think that it's very important to have a belt. Um, what, like Imp was saying, I mean, you have. I would love to see Naomi with the belt. I love to even see, you know, Eva when she comes back from doing Adderall. Um, I love to see her, you know, uh, with the belt more because of sex appeal and, you know, her character. Um, but even the tag team division, I think that is it's it's room for growth. And for the simple fact that SmackDown has so many open slots that new people can just come in, um, you know, so I think that that's, that's um, exciting in itself that there's so much um, talent that can be brought into SmackDown, the SmackDown brand, which is smart. And, I mean, if, and if they're really worried about, you know, making sure that the women's division is strong and has, you know, mass appeal, they can always throw the belt on uh, Nikki Bella. I mean, she has her own show. Have her parade that around on the show. And the I fact that she came back on Sunday. Um, yeah, Nikki Bella got yeah. a huge pop on Sunday. I was, yeah, I was, she got a huge pop, and I think that that's, I think that that's, um, I think that's a great thing. I think that shit, she'll be great at great with the belt anyway. I mean, come I on think, now. I think, Nikki, I think Nikki was I think Nikki is is probably one of is probably one of the top people that I don't think that she should carry the belt. I think she should make the finals and tap out the Becky Lynch. But I think that SmackDown really dropped the ball because this was a opportunity to do something different. I was really looking forward to a women's tag division. I think that you when you actually when you when you play when you put into play a the women's division, a women's belt. It's the same thing I've talked about on the show beforehand, and I also made many comments on our Twitter, on our Twitter account at we are NWA. Follow us on Twitter. But I've talked about it several times. You need one world champ per brand, per per organization. Have the have the have the world champ for the women. Do the exact same thing that like anybody else would have done in the old days and claim their territory. If you're really going to have Charlotte be the best woman, have her have the flexibility to generate heat on both sides. Just like I expect this, I would say the same thing for the world belt. They didn't do that with the world belt, but I was I guess I was holding out hope for the holding out hope on the women's side. Yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say I mean I, I'm in total agreement with you as um as far as the tag team women's titles. Um I think that, that would have been great for um WWE for the universe. I think that we I think It'd just be phenomenal. Now, as far as Becky Lynch actually having a title, no, I, I'm, I'm just not. I'm not a Becky Lynch fan. Um, I would uh, honestly, I, I like seeing her lose more than I like to see her win. Um, but it's, it's. I would have to agree with it. You know, if 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 we have to put the title on her and have um, Nikki, you know, tap to her, then you know, so be it. But um, yeah. I think that that would be great to have a tag team um, women's uh, women's division. And speaking of tag teams, I, I to go back to my point on the tag team just on the men's side. And I want to point on I want to point on what you were saying about just they had them having a full roster, especially when especially when you talk about their tag division. Their tag division, I think, is the reason why the Ascension has not been released and will actually have a chance to shine. <laughs> your view on the tag division and uh, and who do you see coming out on top of this tournament? I mean, there's so many options, but I probably see uh, American Alphas uh, pulling ahead. I mean, I know a lot of people don't think they have, or well, I think I know they think they have what it takes. Most people just don't think they're ready. I would enjoy seeing them as the champions, just to see just to let them shine. But I also feel like the Ascension could make some things happen. 
but I feel like the Ascension never got into a, the stride of things. Like, they were forced to be, um, like, they were just a redo of, like, the Legion of Doom, or they were, like, a redo of any of the other <laughs> classic tag teams. They never really got the shine as whatever they wanted to be themselves. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I feel like um, the American Alphas could definitely, I can see them carrying the title. I can see them carrying the title for the, uh, for the SmackDown brand. Um but I also I can see I can see um, Ascension um, having the titles as well. But I I think that I would more than likely prefer um, the uh, American Alphas only because maybe they can bring Angle back into the mix. I feel like you know that'd just be it'd be great for television. It'd be great for the SmackDown brand. I feel like for that to happen though, they can't win the belts yet. I feel like Angle would have to show up and be like, I'm gonna get you guys the belts. Some sort of like a Bob Backlund. Um. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Make American Alphas great again or whatever. That'd be hilarious. But I would be remiss to talk. I'd be talking about tag teams without mentioning and even giving a little bit of a shout out to our. New Day Rocks. New Day Rocks. And you have your. And the New Day. 365 plus days as your WWE Tag Team Champions. Kudos, holding the tag division down. They're the gold standard. I think they've done exactly what they've been asked to do. The Dudleys coming in, doing the job, not only to them, but also to the club on the way out. I think that this is a great time for the tag division, but... More importantly, this is just an even better time that we have three black wrestlers who are carrying the fuck out of the WWE tag division. And the point that the WWE, WWE Universe has not gotten tired of them yet. I mean, the, um, you know, Vince and Triple H loves to appropriate black culture by bringing in Enzo and Cass, which I love. I love Enzo and Cass, don't get me wrong. But it's like we already seen this with, Prime time. They're just doing the same thing, but they just look different. But I New Day, they're not, the, they're not the, they're not doing the same thing as Prime Time. They're, they're not, not necessarily doing the same, the same thing, thing. But I mean, you're, they you're, are, right now it seems like you're just going against them because they have because they have the same New York swagger and the same New York culture on how they communicate. I look at so I don't, that would that they're I don't doing look at, at Cass I don't look at Cass and Enzo as crime time. I look at Cass. I don't Enzo look at them as being. I look at a part of like the modern great outlaws. And it, so I don't I understand where yes, you're coming from. Yes, but at the same time, I where you're coming from it, about with all this. But this is good. But on the same hand, let's let's not focus on the uh, focus on I did, what's but being taken away. This is the, missed, again. New Day's been going. New Day has been your WWE tag champs. I think you missed my point. I I actually like I like Enzo and Cass. I actually love Enzo and Cash. I think that they're a great tag team, but it just seems. Like, they're just throwing them, not necessarily throwing them, they threw them in a mix, which is good, to see, like, how they kind of, like, rive up with the New Day. Who gets more, who gets more um, of, who gets more of a rise out of the WWE Universe? And I honestly think that is kind of neck and neck. You know what I mean? I think that Enzo and Cass could definitely be the next tag team champions is what I was going what I was going with with my statement about them. I, I agree with that, but I feel like New Day, like each individual New Day can hold their own. I mean, and with Enzo, Enzo and Cass, I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. I see Cass as more of like a Big Daddy Cool type wrestler, but I mean, he's still better than Big Daddy Cool. Don't get me wrong. I was going to say, <laughs> he can definitely wrestle way better than uh, yeah, Kevin don't. He's definitely not going to, like, blow his quad or anything like that. But I feel like New Day, as of right now, is just more talented on the mic and in the ring. I, I don't know. I mean, not, not, of course, in the ring, yes, because you have Kofi Kingston, you have um, you have uh, Xavier Woods, and I feel like they are probably top-notch, like, wrestlers, just period. But I feel like I feel like I feel like Enzo and Cass are like way over when it comes to the WWE universe. They are actually the first ones to come out when Raw is beginning. When you're top, when you're when you're when you're top 
when your top guy, when you're opening up the show, you know what I mean? I think that that says something. I think that says something about your character. I think it says something about how the fans will react. I think it says something about what you want to lead Raw into and further, you know, for those god-awful three hours of watching Raw. But I, I'm sorry, this go ahead. Is- also, some things that WWE has the, the New Day's been done. They've the New Day's had these belts for 365 days. They've opened a show. They've closed shows. They've been on the nine o'clock hour, the ten o'clock hour. New Day, everything that Cass and Enzo are accomplishing, New Day's been accomplishing. On top of it, getting their own cereal. Foodio. Don't get me wrong. Do they not sure. get me wrong. I'm, I'm in total agreement. I'm in total agreement with that. The thing, the point that I'm making is just that I feel like Enzo and Cass are going to be the next tag team champions. And I'm not saying that it's going to happen like tomorrow. I'm not saying that it's going to happen next month. But I'm just saying down the road, I feel like they're so over with the crowd. I think that they're looking good in the back. I think that they're looking good as a singles in the single compartment since that since Cass is in that main event next week for for that ti- for the universal title so i feel like they're way over and what are you going to say amp what are you going to say jordan i mean like it's not the 80s so i mean like nobody's going to keep the belts for like 3 years or 4 years so i mean at some point new day is going to lose i mean i think they're probably going to lose sooner than later most likely to uh they're going to have the magic killed <laughs> by the club but uh, I feel like that's the point where Enzo and Cass will start to make their rise to champion level. And pick up the pieces! <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So I, think that we've, I think we've covered uh, we've covered NXT Brooklyn, we've covered SummerSlam, we've covered Raw, we've covered SmackDown. And I am extremely, extremely, extremely excited to talk about this next topic because we've talked about it. We've talked about all of these shows, but after all these shows, the hottest buzz going on around the internet now is after SmackDown Live's Talking Smack. It is my boy, The Miz, and if you had not seen it yet, he had awesome promo against Daniel Bryan, with Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack. I think that they've done an extremely good job with this pro- with this after hours program it gives a sense of realism and as much as you hate him you gotta get my boy his dues you know what Jordan it hurts me to say this but I am I'm gonna give Ms. Hits credit that was by far one of the best segments that I've seen between him and Daniel Bryan and the fact that Renee Young was like yo I'm stepping out of this I don't want any Dylans was it was it was classic television. It reminded me a lot of um, the. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like Ric Flair, you know, and like his arguments and you know things like that. I I like the Miz um, for his commentary. I don't necessarily like him for his wrestling, but I feel like it's good. It makes me have. It makes me have faith in Miz again because I was l- clearly losing it. It was almost to the fact that I, he was almost on the same level as Ziggler. I feel like the Miz was on fire that night. I mean, he'll never, ever be on fire in the ring. Mo- most likely never, ever, ever. But on the mic. On Miz again. This is, you, all, <laughs> you all just cannot give him his due. This, this, is what I <laughs> this is what I would like for you all to do. Just take a moment. Take a moment. I'm going to just go off of just a few of the Miz's accomplishments in recent history. I swear to God, Jordan. WWE tag champion. Wait, 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 wait. Jordan, if you fucking send me any fucking Miz YouTube clippings or anything like this, <laughs> like, I swear I'm going to block you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's just a list of some of Miz's accomplishments while he's been in the WWE. WWE Tag League Tag Team Champions. How you doing? WWE United States Champion. How you doing? Unified Tag Champions. Was it with the Big Show? That doesn't count if it's with the Big Show. Unified Tag Champs. Show Miz. How you doing? United States Champ. How you doing? WWE Champion. How you doing? Main eventing WrestleMania 27 and defeating John Cena. 
How you doing? And last but not least, we are over 141 days of The Miz never-ending WWE Intercontinental Championship run. How you doing? The most relevant title in WWE right now. How you doing? I hate to okay. say it, but, but who's held the, who has been who has held a singles belt longer than this guy? And by gosh, you look at this this promo that he had against Daniel Bryan, and you have to understand this is exactly what goes on. The Miz is your prototypical heel that you have to hate, but at this point now you have to respect. He's been doing it. He's been doing it ten plus years, and then now, even when you even when you're old, continue to overlook him, he continues to drop gems. Okay, I will say this. Um, you said who has held a title longer than what was it like a hundred? What what was the count that you said? One hundred forty-one days as current. Yeah. As the whole current whole, whole will, title. Right. I will say that AJ Lee held her women's title longer currently. than that. Currently. Oh, currently. Oh, oh. Make sure that you say that next time. But anyway, I will say that Miz is looking good. Um. Like like I said again, I'm not sold on him in the ring. He's he's okay. He's not he's not top notch wrestler for me. He might be for you. He might be for other people that's listening on to our podcast. But for me, he just he he just doesn't move me. Um, but as far as but as far as the commentary with Daniel Bryan, it can open up some doors because Daniel Bryan could actually wrestle again from what uh, rumors are saying so that could be a start with you know with Miz but I feel like Miz has definitely taken um, a step up with adding his wife onto the show with adding, adding uh, Marcy you know what I mean so I feel like Maurice Maurice whatever Marcy Maurice Maurice that's his wife didn't have an R in there when it's like Mary but <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I feel like that was a great plus for, for The Miz. I think it I think it's improving his character because, honestly, no one really cares about The Miz. No one does, except for you. Except for you, Jordan. I agree. No one cares about The Miz. Again, you, <laughs> I just went through his accomplishments, and you refused to give him credit. Wait, now, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. You about keep the Miz has held the Intercontinental Championship belt since the Monday after WrestleMania, and he's been the champion since then. The Miz has participated in what is probably one of the top three best matches of 2016, and he just oh, gosh. won and I he just one of the movie. best promos in recent history. Dare I say one of the quote one the next best thing next to CM Punk's pipe bomb? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, whoa. you're reaching, you're that reaching, is... you're reaching, and you need to step back. Stop it. Need to think you need now. Think you need to put Grandpa's pills away. I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Please, you do. Follow us. Listen, Stop if you're if it. you're listening to us, you follow us on Twitter. We are NWA. Tell us what you think. We are NWA on Twitter. New Wrestling Alliance on Instagram. We will have our very own Miz section because the Miz is awesome, and I can't get these two jabronis to finally give him some credit. But okay. E.T., you touched a on a really good point. I, I, wanted, I wanted to get us to start wrapping up since we have been we have covered a lot. We've, there are rumors and a perfect spinoff off the off of this pipe bomb of a promo by the Miz is that hey, Dan, you touched on it, Daniel Bryan possibly. Having a one-off match, this could be huge. Yeah, I, I feel like it. I feel like it could be huge. Um, um, and it's it's not like he wasn't wrestling when he was technically back, but then you know he had the retirement or um or what have you. But I feel like if he does come back and if he does wrestle Miz, I will be invested. I'll be invested more for looking at Daniel Bryan wrestle than actually watching Miz wrestle. I'll be more invested in actually watching Miz do promos for that match than him wrestling. Yeah, first of all, all those accomplishments that Jordan just listed off, that was like a dark time in WWE history. And, was it, was nothing... the big, and it was with the Big Show. 
Yeah, it was it was a time where most people were like sleeping through wrestling and like they just needed somebody to do something. It was either gonna be Miz or Cena, and that was just it. That was that time period. There was no real talent there. If There's if no there was talent. if there was if there was real talent, it would the Miz will be nowhere near the title picture. Like, do you, do you really think Miz is going to be anywhere around the title picture now? I will say this. In one year's time, the Miz will either win Money in the Bank or be WWE Heavyweight Champion. Oh, Miz, craziness. Yeah, Miz won't be winning anything. Just stop it. But also, is is he supposed to be starring, like, in Marine 5 or something? Was was he just needs to stick to the Hollywood. The Miz shit. might be in Fast Nine. The Miz might be in Fast Ten. The Miz might be in Lethal Weapon Thirty Seven. It doesn't matter. The Miz. And if you listen to his promo, he's been around ten plus years. He's accomplished all these things, and he's still going to stick around. He's the one who loves the fans. He's the one who loves the business, and he's the one who has single-handedly made the WWE Intercontinental Championship relevant, more relevant than. The universal belt. More relevant. Oh, Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. More Stop. relevant than Dean Ambrose's More relevant than Dean Ambrose's Dean Ambrose's no. title run. More re- only thing that's more relevant if you ask me. You're reaching again. You're a five year old at the candy store. You're reaching again. You're reaching again. This is the last thing I'm gonna say about the Miz. The Miz, like I said, he has been getting better over the past like month, I would say. Um, like I said, with the addition, with the addition of um, of uh, Maurice, and you know, with his promo with Daniel Bryan, I can't deny that. But to actually say that he's more relevant to Dean Ambrose, you're reaching. Stop it. That's the, the end of that. The Intercontinental champ. The Intercontinental Championship belt is the most relevant. Belt in WWE of the of the date. Craziness. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, when Bret Hart was wrestling Mr. Perfect. What are you talking about? Talking about here. right now in 2016, you've had number one, you've had something that might be the match of the year for the Intercontinental Belt. You just had the promo of the year by the Intercontinental Champion, wait, wait, and wait, you might and, and the Miz might single-handedly wait. be the. Why Daniel Bryan comes back to have a match? We're running over to running out of time. I'm going to give you all a chance. Let's just finish up. Let's finish up strong. One final thought. One final thought to wrap up the show. We'll start with you, Ichi. Oh, you want to start with me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that means that you need to go second and Emily's still in in last. But um, fine. (laughs) <laughs> what I will say is that um, SummerSlam, this is my final thought, SummerSlam, SummerSlam sucked. It reminded me a lot of the WrestleMania this year. It just was not good. I feel like they're going to um, to um, redeem themselves with the next pay-per-view like they did, um, you know, leading up to WrestleMania and after. Also, I really, really want to see... Um, Kevin Owens lead the Raw brand. I'm done. I'll go second, just as you asked. I I'm really excited to see where both Raw and Sm- where the Raw and SmackDown brands go. We're going to start getting SmackDown only pay-per-views, Raw only pay-per-views. I'll flat out say it. SmackDown's the better show, and if SmackDown were in the Raw slot, SmackDown would be getting better ratings. I'm looking forward to just the continued excellence, the continued wrestling, the in-depth storylines, and kudos to Shane, kudos to Daniel Bryan, kudos to Dean, kudos to Dolph, kudos to AJ, the whole SmackDown roster, including my man The Miz, because they're the hottest show right now that's not called NXT. I'm looking forward, I am hopeful we are in a transition in a golden age in wrestling. Fans, learn to appreciate the art. I was disappointed just like Seth. Just like many people, internet wrestling community, stop hijacking shows. If you don't agree with somebody, if you don't agree with how something's going, you don't have to go. You don't have to watch. There's plenty of wrestling out there. WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, Evolve, Lucha, New Japan. This is so much wrestling out here. Don't just be one of those people that are just wrestling marks and just want to just hijack the show. 
It's not about you. Appreciate the art. I'm out. And finish us off. I have three topics I want to discuss to end my rant. One, I need Kevin Owens to win this belt <laughs> just so that it can keep things interesting. Right now, SmackDown is pulling ahead drastically. I'm way more in tune to SmackDown than Raw. Second topic, NXT is amazing. And uh, they really just need to keep it up, keep doing what they're doing. Like, I'm never bored watching their takeover. Third, Ember Moon called me. That's it. <laughs> perfect way to end it. <laughs> That's the perfect way to end it. It is your right, C1J-Dub to my left, Darius. your right, once again. It's Ichi. Darius Ichi here. Black Lives Matter. Black Wrestlers Matter. Imp, one last word. It's your boy Imp. Seriously, Ember Moon called me. And if you would like, we have both social media accounts. The slide up in his DMs. Twitter, we are NWA. Instagram, New Wrestling Alliance. Just say, Imp, you want him, and he will respond in a timely matter. ASAP. I'm P1. I'll let y'all later. Get your PC out of here. Imp out. This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.